This podcast is for you if you are ready for a change, a shift, a transformation in your life about your money. Whatever your path has been, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you're ready to stop fighting yourself, to have more fun, to do more of what you want to do, and be more of who you are meant to be, to become a maven. So let's get started. My name is Melissa Paul, and I'll be your host. Welcome to Dear Money Maven. Welcome to today's podcast episode. We're going to talk today about one of my very most frequently asked questions. And the question is, how much should I have in an emergency fund? This is a question that comes up when we start getting organized with a plan. And I talk about this in unbudgeting as, you know, step one, we need to get security beneath us. We need to start feeling good when we log into our bank account and see something growing, an account growing, a dollar amount going up. And an emergency fund does a good job of helping us feel good when we log into our account, as well as building a foundation of financial security so that if something comes up, you know, in the episode we talked about with unexpected expenses, right? These surprises that we really should expect, but don't necessarily know the form they're going to take. We want to have a way to cover those things. And so an emergency fund is one of the very first actions that I suggest people take as they're starting to gain control over their money and get organized with things. So that's great. Okay. So you're committed to this. You're going to build a stable foundation. You're ready to go forward with this, but what's the goal for that emergency fund? If you read some of the experts out there that talk about this, people will say anything from three to six months of expenses should be set aside in an emergency fund. Now, that would be awesome. If everybody could just like wave a magic wand and have six months <laughs> set aside, but here's what I have learned by dealing with this with myself and seeing how other people deal with this, is that number can often look so enormous that it's a non-goal. And I use this as an example to, to drive this home. If you were to right now tell me, let's train for a marathon, I would be like, uh, absolutely no. Absolutely not. I am not ever, ever going to run a marathon. I am not interested in it. It's too big of a goal for me. It's too big of a challenge. In fact, I know so emphatically that I'm not running that marathon that I'm not going to train at all for any of it. The same thing can happen when we put a goal out there with our money that's so enormous that our brain goes, <laughs> right, as if. And then we don't actually do anything. The, the goal has no teeth. It ha we have no buy-in from our brain because it's too big of a goal. So what I say to people is the goal of a really robust emergency fund is wonderful. It's really, really great. But let's bring it back down to something that is reasonable for us. A lot of the systems out there want you to wait until you have that emergency fund set up before you start investing for your long-term future. I don't want you to wait three years to start investing. I want you to start quickly. And so we can address those goals together. But you want to start off with the emergency fund and then start moving towards long-term investing. So here's the approach that I say. 
first of all, it's all going to be very custom and oriented to what is the risk that you have in your life right now for financial surprises. If you rent and you don't own a house, the financial exposure just due to your dwelling is very, very limited, especially if you have renter's insurance, right? For me as a homeowner, what we talked about in that episode where I talked about my unexpected expenses, like I had this ice dam and I had all this water damage. If I rent, it's not, not my problem, but because I own, it is my problem. So you need to look at your personal situation. What is your financial risk exposure? Do you have kids and you need to have more cash on hand in case there's an insurance deductible that you need? Your kid you know, falls on the playground and breaks their arm. You need to be able to come up with your insurance deductible to cover those expenses. Are you working in an industry that is cyclical or often has risk of layoff or reduced hours or something like that where your income can be impacted at, and you can almost predict it. I, um, people that work in the construction industry, if you're in the Midwest, a lot of people expect to be laid off over the winter. Well, if you know that is coming, then we need to shore up some of that emergency fund to cover that time period. But if you work in a very, very stable industry and you don't feel that you have a lot of risk of exposure of losing your job or having something come up that way, then you can lower that amount. So it's understand what your risk exposure is in the kind of the main areas. So we want to talk about your house, your car, your family and your health and your health and your family's health. Those would be those main areas. If you have an understanding of what your financial exposure is, then you can set a goal that meets that so that you know, okay, if um, we've got money set aside so that if we have something happen to the car, we can cover most expenses that are going to come up or uh, the deductible if there's an accident, then you can kind of check that off the list. The last thing that I suggest to people is what in your gut is going to make you feel good when you log into your account? Because what I really want, I think the huge benefit that an emergency fund can give you is peace of mind. Doesn't necessarily have to tie into some specific formula. I've got six months times whatever my expenses were for last month. I want you to feel good when you log into your account. And so do you have a gut feeling on what that amount would be? And then shoot for that amount. Because once you achieve it, you can move on, you can grow it, you can do something else. The other way to look at this is think about over the last couple of years, when did you have some surprise expenses and how much were they? So if you had an insurance deductible you needed to come up with or the transmission went out, what was that amount? Was it $1,500? And so if you had an emergency fund of $5,000, you know you could go to it first before you dip into the wallet and get your credit card. What is that amount that's going to take care of most of those issues? And let's start there. So bringing it back around to my running example, if this friend that was trying to convince me to run a marathon, instead of blowing my mind with the like, yeah, let's go run a marathon, let's train for that. If they said, what about a 5K? I'd say, yeah, I can train and run a 5K. I'd actually, probably enjoy that. So then you can set that goal, which is a smaller goal, 
train for that. Maybe once you hit your $5,000 goal, then you add another 5,000. Maybe you think, okay, now that I've got that, that is great, that makes me feel good. I can set that aside. Maybe now I wanna grow that. And you have to be aware of things changing in your life. If you have a baby or you buy a new car and then some of the risk drops or all of a sudden your car is getting old and it's starting to have some rattles and you know you're the ball joints are going to go, you might want to boost that up. So you just pay attention to what your exposure is. What are the areas of your life where risk can be a financial cost to you and then shoot to having initially really the minimum amount that would cover those things? And I say this in my workshops all the time is $5,000 can solve a lot of problems. It doesn't solve all of them, but it does solve a lot of them. So if you are wondering where do I start and you're completely overwhelmed by the idea of, oh my gosh, I just read this article that said that I have to have six months of my income or six months of my expenses set aside in an emergency fund, maybe scale it back. Maybe it'd be great over time to get to six months. That would be super. I don't want you putting off your long-term investing or achieving your other goals based on that inflated goal. I want you to march forward and move towards multiple goals at the same time. It's one of the biggest issues that I have with some of the other systems out there to manage your money is they take the approach that, well, if you're in debt, shame on you. We need to get rid of that before we do anything else. And then once you have that taken care of, which could be like several years down the line, then we will start working on your emergency fund. And then after that, we'll start dealing with your you know, future self and investing for your long-term life. And I don't think that that's wise. It's hard to get time back when you're investing. I would love to go back and make some changes in my investing strategy 10 years ago, but we can't go back in time. So I want you to stabilize yourself. I want you to be prepared for something that comes up because I don't want you stressed out. One of the biggest things that I tackle when I work with people on their money is peeling back this emotional garbage that we often inherit. We want to drop the guilt. We want to drop the worry. We want to drop the shame. I want you to get secure and confident so that you feel in control and empowered about your money. And one of the very most specific and smart ways you can start is by creating an emergency fund that makes you feel good. So if you don't know what it is and you're thinking to yourself right now, I don't know, $5,000 might cover a lot of that. Covers some car repairs, recovers some insurance deductibles, certainly isn't going to cover having a whole roof put on your house, but it can cover a lot of problems. And so start with something like that, that makes you feel like I can get there and I'll feel good when I get there and I'll feel good when I log in my account and I see that goal. And then once you hit that first smaller initial goal, then step back, assess your current financial landscape. Figure out if you need more, if you maybe feel good, and then you can start ratcheting things up in other departments, pursuing other goals more aggressively. Hope this is helpful. This is one of those questions that it just seems like it should be such an easy answer. And it's always like a, it depends. Depends on your current situation. But it's also not so complicated that you can't figure this out really in a couple of minutes of thought. 
or having a conversation with your partner for a few minutes and figuring out like, well, what have we had that's come up that would have been nice to have some money on hand to cover that? Again, I would keep this in a savings account that is attached to your checking account. You can do a CD if you want, but then, you know, if you start investing that money in something that is hard to unlock, the emergency fund is there so that we can access it quickly. So make sure that you have access to it. You don't need to keep it, you know, in cash in your bedroom. <laughs> um, but I would make sure that if something comes up and you need to come up with that money in a hurry, that you have access to it in a hurry. You're not waiting to sell stock or something like that that has market risk attached to it. Um, cash is king in those emergency situations. So I hope you find this helpful. I hope that you do work towards having a solid emergency fund. And I'm curious to hear what your approach was. Did you have a specific number in mind? Did it change as you thought through these different areas of life? And what did you settle on? And is that the number it's going to be, you think, for the long term? Or is it something you're going to change? Thank you so much for investing in yourself by taking time to listen to this audio. It means a lot to me, and I want to know how to serve you better. Again, I will remind you, as I always do at the end of these podcasts, you are worthy, you are doing a great job, and we got this. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Melissa here, and I have a gift for you. I have an ebook called How to Manage Your Money Without Budgeting, and I'd like to give it to you. Head over to melissapaul.com. That's M-E-L-I-S-S-A-P-A-H-L.com and download your copy. It'll probably take you only 15 or 20 minutes to read the whole thing, and at the end, you will have a complete understanding of this whole system that I talk about in this podcast. I think you're going to find it really valuable and I'm really excited to share it with you. So head over to melissapaul.com and download your copy today. Thanks.